Oh, well, good morning and Merry Christmas. All right. So if you don't know who I am, my name is Brett, and I live down in the valley with my family. So they're kind of dispersed all throughout here. And so my parents live up here. So this is our second church home. In fact, uh, when my wife and I years ago were looking for a new church home in the valley, our boys charged us with finding a church just like this one. And so we chuckle even to this day. Uh, The youth group's name Thrive, uh, similar feel. We are Mountain Ridge Church, and our pastor is bald too. Just so you know, it wasn't me that pointed that out. So, <laughs> so you guys are family to us. We love being here. So any chance I get to come up and speak, I love doing it. The other thing you need to know about me, I'm a high school math teacher. So how boring can that be? So any chance I get to talk about the Bible and about Jesus, I'll take it. Because a lot of times it's more fun for me, more fun for you. Uh, There's probably only a few of you that want me to do equations and things like that. So I'm going to skip it. Sorry. Your Christmas present is no math today. So, uh, so no homework. homework. Well, I don't know. Shouldn't every Sunday after church, like you be charged with some sort of homework, but it should be fun. So let's think of it like that. You're going to be charged with something, but it should be enjoyable. Uh, Speaking of enjoyable, one thing I love, my family loves is we love movies. And so when Pastor Will was like, hey, Brett, can you talk? I'm like, yes, let's talk about a movie. It's Christmas time. So I'm like, should I do Elf? So ugly Christmas sweater. Um, Should I do a Hallmark movie? Because once you know one of them, you know all of them. So if you've seen one, we could all all know that message. Uh, But what God was kind of putting on my heart, just in a, a quick amount of time, is Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. So that's going to be the theme of this message, short message. How about that? Uh, but not the Christmas Carol, but Charles Dickens did write another book, A Tale of Two Cities, and he started that. It was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. And that was kind of like my launching point at first is because I really feel in my life, I have these ups and downs. Jesus reigns in my life, but it's still a mess. And so I'm on this roller coaster all the time. It's, it's the best of times always. And then I always feel like it's the worst of times, whether it's life, family, fill in the blank, pandemic, whatever. And so that was kind of what got me onto Charles Dickens, not a Christmas carol first, but it was the quote, it's the best of times, worst of times. I'm like, this is not, that's next week. Pastor Will gets to do that when he gets the New Year's message. So, oh, oh, perfect. Okay. So I'm thinking, let's do a Christmas carol. I am going to be Scrooge today. Don't you dare. And in fact, my challenge is, and when I explain myself, it'll, it'll sound better than it is, but you are going to be Scrooge with me. And we did not meet last night, or at least I didn't get to talk to you last night. So the ghost of Marley is going to visit us, and we are going to see the three ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. But with the twist, because it's Sunday, we're at church, it's Christmas, we're going to look at the Messiah of Christmas past, the Messiah of Christmas present, and the Messiah of Christmas future. So that's going to be the idea. And really, don't think of this as a sermon per se now. I'm just going to read some Bible verses to you and put yourself in 
the life of Scrooge where he forgot what it was all about. So if this message is about the Messiah, there has been times in our lives where we have forgotten the power, the glory, the presence of Jesus in our lives from the past, the present, and yet future. So I brought, I needed to like fill my car up with boxes for gifts when we drove up. So I had to do my small print Bible. So my notes really aren't, it's not a big stack of notes. It's the Bible verses printed out. So I'm not putting on my readers to see it. So like Scrooge, we want to be able to change our lives for the better. And so we are going to be visited by the Messiah of Christmas past, present, and future to remind us of how we can have positive change in our life. So let's look at the Messiah of Christmas past, his first coming, the advent, the whole reason we're here celebrating today. And so some of the verses I picked out just to remind us of who God is, what he's doing, and why he sent his son. Isaiah 9, 6 says, for to us a child is born and to us a son is given. And in Isaiah 7, 14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So there was a promise that the Messiah, God himself was going to come to earth For us. And then when we get into the New Testament in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 31, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, which means God is our salvation. And in Matthew 1, 18 through 25, we read, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place this way when his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together. She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being just a man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So we are gathering on Christmas Day because of these passages of what actually happened in the past and we're given God's word to remind us of what's going on. So that's the Messiah of Christmas past, the Christmas story. But like Scrooge, when the ghost of Christmas past came, did his whole life change completely or did he need a little more? Okay, and that's kind of where I see us. If we just stopped here, yes, what a beautiful Bible story. What a day to smile. But what change 
did that make in your life for tomorrow, the next day? And if you have Jesus in your life, you understand that he is constantly making change in you. But the, the single story by itself is not enough. So we, like Scrooge, need more to create a lasting change in us today. Now, for copyright issues, I can't follow the same Christmas carol order. So we've got to go to the Messiah of Christmas future. That's not the order of the movie. And it's not really copyright. But I I wanted to save the present for last because that's where we are right now. But let's look at the Messiah of Christmas future, of his second coming. What scripture says about the joys of what we can look forward to. So going back to Isaiah chapter 9, where it said, for to us a child's been born, a son's been given. In that same section, it says this, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And yes, when Jesus came as a baby, grew to be a man and sacrificed himself on a cross for us, this was fulfilled. But the idea in Isaiah is it is an everlasting kingdom. It shall never end. And in fact, when it talks about Jesus being the Prince of Peace and this world will forever see peace, we're not fully there yet. So that's why it's the Messiah of Christmas yet future because we look forward to a savior that will come back, put all things right, not just in our lives, not just at a church, but in all of creation, we look forward to that. And also Luke 1. So I read Luke 1 about Jesus's first coming, but there was a prophecy there as well about what Jesus was going to do and future do when he returns. And so Luke 1, 32 and 33 says this, he will be great and will be called son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. So I love that. And is that true right now? Absolutely. Jesus reigns and his kingdom has no end. But what we look forward to is that kingdom that has no end will eventually permeate through all of creation where sin will cease to exist completely from in our lives and around us. Because let's be honest, most of the time when we get upset, I rarely get upset at myself. I get upset at everybody else that treats me poorly. Okay, so Jesus will return to make all things new. This, this whole idea of an everlasting kingdom is now, but also when he returns, he's just going to make it perfect. And so we need to remember that. And 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 18, the last verse of the Messiah of Christmas future For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. 
and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So the Messiah of Christmas future is coming back for us, for all who have put their faith in him. And we are to encourage one another with these words. So stepping back, going back to a Christmas carol, I'm Scrooge. I get that hope, that future. I am now excited. I'm ready. But like Scrooge, we're two ghosts enough for him. Nope. Because the idea is we have the Messiah of Christmas past. We know Jesus came to this earth. We know he died for us. He rose again. He's in heaven preparing a place for us. And then the Messiah of Christmas future is he will come back for us and make all things right. That, in a nutshell, is the gospel message. That's amazing. But I'm like Scrooge. Did Jesus come back this morning? So I've got a little bit of time to wait, right? Obviously, he hasn't come back. And so I find myself getting in this mentality of Scrooge's, yeah, that sounds great, but what's going to cause the change now? Can I just wait for that in the future? Can I just make my life a little bit better later? Can I not have God fill me with his peace later? It's all about later. So as the church, as believers in Jesus, we have this hope that Jesus is coming back for us. He will make all things new. It's not what we do on our own. But sometimes we get in a rut and we're like, we'll just take care of this later. You don't have to go to a job like I do and deal with the people like I do. I can't be perfect yet. I'll be, you you know, it's that idea of later. We'll just put it off. And I felt Scrooge in A Christmas Carol was kind of that way. He had all the money. He'll He'll worry about death later. He'll worry about other people later. For right now, it's about him. And I feel like that way with Jesus. It's, it's me and Jesus, it's just, we'll deal with all the other, we'll deal with all of you later. And that's not what the true Christmas message is, okay? So the idea of Jesus being in our lives takes care of our past, our future, but something has to happen right now. And so that's where I'm going to wrap it up. We are now going to look at the Messiah of Christmas present. This morning, this afternoon, this evening, and until he returns, this is our Messiah. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 states, And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. That's called the Great Commission, okay? So if you're in church long enough, you'll realize like that's what we should be doing as believers. But what I want to focus on is this next point because Jesus came, he's coming again, but right after the Great Commission, this is what he says, and behold, I am with you always, right now. The past, the future, but right now, our Messiah is with us. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me right now. So I've got that hope of him returning, but I've got the joy and the peace now. And it Paul goes on to say, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God 
who loved me and gave himself for me. Our Messiah is not just a story of the past and not just a hope of the future. He is for you now. 2 Timothy 1.12 But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. It is in the present tense that we put our faith in a Messiah who we know will come for us, but in the moment, this is what it says, I am convinced that he is able to guard what he has entrusted to me. Now, there's so much here. I just want to unpack it a little bit. We keep thinking that I'm able to guard what God has given me, what the Messiah has provided for my life. I can guard that. But that's not what this verse says. It says Jesus is going to guard what he's entrusted to you. Your salvation, your life, your family, your friends, your career. You think that's yours? It's been given to you, but who's guarding it? Yes, absolutely. And so that's the Messiah of Christmas present. That's the message I want you to hear today. We have joy of Christmas past. We have a hope of Christmas future. But we have a Messiah that is guarding your entire life from salvation to career to family. Everything is in him and through him. That's what Scrooge, myself, needed to hear. It's not something I put off till tomorrow. It's something I understand today. That Jesus died for me, that was past, but he did it for me today. He rose again from the grave, that was in the past, but he did it for me today. He's coming again, but he's not here yet because he's patient for me in the moment. He desires that you hear this message. He desires that you take this message and share it with someone else that may not know the joy and hope of who Jesus our Messiah is from past, present to future. And so now I feel like Scrooge, he wakes up on Christmas morning and he runs in the streets and all he wants to do is shout Merry Christmas to everybody he sees. Now in that movie, he'll throw money at people. What is way more important than the gold jewels of this earth? The gospel, your eternal salvation is free for you to share. And that's our Messiah of Christmas present. A Messiah that wants you to know he is guarding everything he's given you. So have the peace, joy, and hope to pass it on to everybody else. And so let us remember the last line. Okay, now, I've been reading ESV. I had to go to the King James for this last one, okay? Amen to that one, some of you. That is a classic because the Lord's Prayer ends in the King James with this. For thine, speaking of God the Father, Jesus our Son, and the Holy Spirit, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Now and forever. Amen. Let me close this in prayer. Lord, we are overwhelmed 
with the joy that you've provided. Lord, you sent your son to be human, just like me, to overcome sin, overcome death, overcome the grave, and rise again. And your word says that same power that rose Jesus from the grave resides in me now. So Lord, let us hear this message of now. Let us take the peace, joy, and comfort of the future to make an impact in our lives and others going forward right in this moment. Lord, I pray over this congregation, those that are here, those that are not here, the family members that have heard this or not heard it. Lord, you have the power to save. And it's through your son, Jesus. It was not possible if Christmas of the past had not happened. And the promise of the Christmas yet future. And so, Lord, in this message, let us take it to heart. Let us have change in our lives now like Scrooge had, but then let us pass that on to everyone we meet in the streets. And Lord, it's in your son's mighty name that we pray. Amen. Let's continue to